KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, February 19th. Happy President's Day. A nonprofit is helping local flood victims clear out their damaged properties. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. The organization running the San Diego Migrant Welcome Center says a center will be closing on Thursday amid a surge of migrants seeking assistance. SBCS got $6 million from the county to run the center, but those funds ran out. Immigrant Defenders Law Center provided support there, and managing attorney Paulina reyes Padarriz wants to know where the money went. Really asking for accountability and transparency, which we still have not received um, information of where the money or how the money was, was spent. In a statement, SBCS President and CEO Kathy Lembo said they knew the county funding was for a limited time and that they would work with the county and their partners to try to find a way to keep the center open. Last week felt like the calm after the storm, but more rain is expected to head our way today. Alex Tardy is a warning coordination meteorologist for our county's branch of the National Weather Service. He tells us what we can expect. Some of the heaviest rain will come in Monday night and Tuesday for San Diego area. We're talking uh, for North County, one to two inches of rain. So Oceanside, Carlsbad, South County, uh, including Metro San Diego, uh, we're talking half inch to an inch. Tardy says the rain this week will be less than what we experienced two weeks ago, but there will still be significant rainfall. And by the coast, there's a high surf advisory until 10 p.m. tomorrow, where waves could reach up to 12 feet. Looking ahead to the rest of the week, forecasters say the rain will wind down by Wednesday, but we may get more again on Friday. Tomorrow is the deadline to register to receive a ballot in the mail for the March 5th presidential primary election. Registration forms must be postmarked or delivered to the registrar's office by tomorrow. You can also register online until midnight at sdvote.com. If you're not registered to receive a mail ballot by then, you can still vote. You'll just have to conditionally register in person at the registrar's office or at a vote center through March 5th. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. A California-based nonprofit is helping local flood victims clear out their damaged properties. Reporter Melissa May went to one of the flood-damaged homes. For the last three weeks, Team Rubicon volunteers have been helping flood victims in the San Diego and National City areas clear out their damaged properties for free. Team Rubicon is a nonprofit that specializes in cleanup services after natural disasters. Noel Middleton has been volunteering with Team Rubicon since 2020. Usually our clients um, are underinsured or uninsured and under-resourced. 
so our services are provided to these folks that need it more desperately than, than ever. He says they have cleared out 39 flood-damaged homes in the county since last month, with 10 more waiting for help. Melissa May, KPBS News. We're continuing to bring you information on some of the local races on the primary ballot. Today, we learn about the five candidates running for Santiago mayor, including incumbent Todd Gloria. Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says all the candidates say homelessness and housing affordability are among their top priorities. In my first term as mayor, we passed two large housing action packages intended to help increase the amount of housing that's being built, particularly for working and middle-class families. But we have more work to do. I meet Mayor Todd Gloria in North Park, across the street from a recently opened apartment building. This neighborhood is dotted with housing developments under construction. He says to make San Diego more affordable, the city needs a lot more housing. And he says the growth happening in North Park is thanks to the zoning changes he championed as a city council member eight years ago. It shows you how slow this process can be and why consistent steady leadership is really necessary to make sure that the, the promises of these plans and the ideas behind them actually result in what we were hoping for, which is more housing that's attainable for working and middle-class people. On homelessness, Gloria says he's added more shelter beds and two safe campsites on the outskirts of Balboa Park. And he says the camping ban he passed with the city council is helping keep tents off the sidewalks. It's a balancing act. It's amongst the most difficult work that I have to do. Uh, but we're committed to doing this work and our ability, our success in growing our offerings means that there are thousands of people who are not on the sidewalk today uh, who would have been absent these efforts. I'm running for mayor because we need change. I recently became a mother. I have a 14-month-old toddler and it is just getting increasingly harder to survive in San Diego. Genevieve Jones-Wright is an attorney and one of Gloria's opponents. After running unsuccessfully for district attorney in 2018, she founded a nonprofit that files public interest lawsuits. She says Gloria's camping ban and a similar prohibition on living in cars are not helping the homelessness crisis. I think what the city has done is it has moved people from one part of the city out of eyesight and onto asphalt and parking lots, and that is not a solution. We absolutely need to create more opportunities for shelter, but I also have to remind everyone that shelter beds and even tents on the street are not housing. Jones-Wright agrees the city needs more housing, and she says stricter regulations on short-term home rentals would help deliver it. We have so many homes and apartments that remain vacant for most of the year because they're short-term rental properties. And we have not had the political will to actually get a handle on that situation. That will free up a lot of housing. We're gonna start filling the convention center, all the hotels will be full, all the cafes will be full, and everyone's just gonna be making a little bit more money. Larry Turner is a Marine Corps veteran and San Diego police officer. I just really see that our city is not the safe city that it should be, it's not the clean city it should be, It's um, not as compassionate as it should be for those that are living on the street. I meet Turner outside the H Barracks, a former police and fire department training facility near the airport that Mayor Gloria wants to convert into a new homeless shelter for up to 700 people. Turner opposes that plan. I would go to the fact that it's only going to be around for a few years. Uh, I want to see something more permanent, and I don't want to give the people who have done a bad job for three years on this the opportunity to use some emergency powers to push something through really quick. Turner declined to name a specific location where he'd prefer a new shelter, 
but he said there are lots of other options. The city owns a lot of land, and the city can buy more land too. So uh, there are plenty of places that uh, we can look at. You know, and I've talked to some folks who used to work in the real estate uh, office for the city, and uh, we've talked about a lot of these places. Two additional candidates on the ballot, Jane Glasson and Dan Smihovsky, haven't raised significant funds and have a limited campaign presence. The top two vote-getters in the March 5th primary will compete in a runoff on November 5th. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. Another race in the March 5th primary is the Chula Vista District 3 City Council race, where affordability is also a key issue. Reporter Gustavo Solis spoke with some of the candidates in Southeast Chula Vista. People who grew up in Chula Vista can't always afford to buy houses there, not when the median price is more than $800,000. I walk into homes where there's uh, parents in their 50s and 60s and 70s, inabuelitos, grandparents, and they're 25 to 35-year-old children who are professionals with college degrees can't afford a home. That is city council candidate Michael Insunza. He was born and raised in Chula Vista, and he currently works as a legislative advocate for the California School Boards Association. Besides affordability, public safety and homelessness are his other top concerns. Another candidate is Leticia Munguia. She's an employee and labor consultant with a history of advocating for working families. New professionals are being priced out of the market, and I think it's absolutely critical that we maintain an element of affordability for our young professionals to be able to make Chula Vista their home. She wants to bring more services to East Chula Vista, and she wants to make it easier to open new businesses in the city. Other candidates in the race include David Alcaraz, Daniel Rice Vasquez, and Christos Corgan. None of them responded to questions for this story. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. A new PBS digital series, Voces Shorts, features short films by Latinos. Reporter Katie Heisen spoke with a San Diegan whose film premieres today. With skin like mine and hair like mine, there's a side of me I don't know. Carla Duarte Sentiralson is a hero's journey of an Afro-Mexican woman told through poetry, music, and dance. I chose the, the, the art form of dance and, and movement and, and body because I think systemic racism can be felt in the body. It's a, it's a, it's a matter of invisibility uh, when you are a woman and a woman of color. Like in America, enslavers took African people to Mexico against their will. Their descendants have lived there for centuries. But the Mexican government didn't allow people to identify as Afro-Mexican on their census until 2015. Since 2020, Duarte followed a parallel Black Lives Matter movement unfolding in Mexico, Las Viras Negras Importan. It led her to explore how Afro-Mexicans are reclaiming their identity through art. You can stream Sentiero Son on PBS.org. Katie Heisen, KPBS News. Tomorrow, the Oceanside International Film Festival kicks off five days of films, discussions, and parties. Cinema junkie Beth Accomando has this preview. There are some topics you can always count on finding at the Oceanside International Film Festival. Music, surfing, and social activism. It's a festival with a personality based on the passions of its founder, Lou Niles. You can also count on good conversations. 
Opening night is dedicated to an in-depth discussion with musician and TV and film composer Jason Hill. I really enjoy the film stuff because you can reinvent yourself constantly. Every time there's a new score, you want to do something totally different with new instruments, new this or that. I have to learn how to play new instruments constantly because it's just like, well, I don't want to repeat myself. I used wine glasses for this show and well, I, I don't want to do those sounds for this thing. I want these to be. And so you're constantly sort of pushing yourself. Hill's darkness and audacity appeal to director David Fincher. Hill scored Fincher's show Mindhunter that got into the heads of serial killers. Because Mindhunter lived in this place that was in the mind, a lot of it does live in this mind of like thoughts and and so i thought the score should live in that same place it should be this untangible thing that we can't touch it comes in and out like the thoughts in our head do it it should have that sort of warmth as well so once i started sort of figuring that out that sort of it, it just started coming together and then i just was just make stuff i'd make i'd try to just every day go to the studio and turn myself on and make something radically different and try some weird combination of this or that. Hill will provide insights into the creative process of scoring films and TV. Then, Wednesday through Sunday, the festival focuses on its shorts and feature film programming. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again tomorrow for the day's top stories. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Monday. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a journey through computation, data analysis, and real-world applications. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu.